Welcome to episode 40 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage it all, you are in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Our episode today is something that's close to my own heart, and I hope it's close to yours. And we are going to talk about just the joy and love of reading. And especially if you love to read and it's something that you haven't been able to do because you're so busy. I mean, who isn't so busy? We are going to talk about the love of reading, how to squeeze reading time in, even if you're busy, and I know you're busy. And I'm also going to give you some recommendations for some of my favorite books. But you know, it's interesting because I always have something underneath the surface. So I say that we're going to be talking about the love of reading, but really the real theme in here, the underlying thing that I'm going to be talking about is actually nurturing yourself. Because when we have something that we love to do, but we don't do it, right? That's about we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not nurturing ourselves. So that's going to be the theme behind our discussion today. So let's get started. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for listening today. I so appreciate you being here. You know, I can't start an episode without thanking you because it's so lovely to have you join me and to just talk about topics that interest me because I know they interest you too. And it makes us feel like a community. The things that are in my head are also things that interest you. And I just absolutely love it. I love podcasting and I love that you're listening. And thank you for being here. And now this topic is a little different than what I usually talk about. And I didn't know whether I should talk about it because I absolutely love to read. But I didn't know if you, my audience, loves to read. But I love it so much, and I really wanted to talk about it. It was so interesting. I outlined this episode today, and I decided what I wanted to tell you. And then I posted something to our Facebook group, and I asked them a quick question. And can I just tell you that Facebook about exploded with their answers? Because I asked, it must have been a very controversial question, and I didn't realize. But I asked how people like to read. Do you like to read a paper book? Do you like to read an electronic book? Or do you prefer audio? Or I even asked all of the above. And like I said, Facebook blew up. In a few hours, I just had dozens and dozens of responses. I don't even know how many are there by now. But people are very opinionated on their format of books. <laughs> it was so interesting. But you know what that showed me? That showed me that you read. So it's not just me who's reading, you're reading also, or maybe you want to read, but you don't have time to. So I knew my episode was spot on, and I'm so happy to bring you this episode. And I promised we're not going to go controversial and talk about which is better. I don't really care what format. Whatever you use is just fine and beautiful. And I'll just tell you, I use all three. I use everything, and we'll talk about that later. Now, I find in life that people somehow find other people that are exactly like them. So I'm wondering if you're exactly like me, and the reason why you found me is because you're my twin. 
It's possible. I don't know. But as a kid, I loved to read. I have such beautiful memories of snuggling up with a good book. And I remember it just brought me to a whole nother world. And I remember I'm picturing myself now in the living room I was when I was growing up. And I remember just being very curious about how other people lived. And I remember just having that thought that I'm so thankful I get to read because I get to see how other people live their life. It's like a little window into a world that I don't know about. You know, I know how my own family lives, but to see how other people live, I just love it. And when I was upset, I would read. When I was happy, I would read. I just read all the time. And I would say, looking back on my childhood, that was my biggest joy. I kind of had a rough childhood. We won't go there for this podcast. But I felt like my childhood was a little difficult. And the one thing that gave me some sense of peace was the reading. The other thing that gave me so much peace is related to reading, of course and that is the library. I talked in other episodes about how much I love a library, and now that we're in COVID, it's so hard for me because, of course, the libraries are closed. But just walking in a library and smelling all the books, I could literally borrow any book that I want. To this day, I live in fear that somebody's going to find me out. This is too good to be true. You could go into a library and borrow anything. And I still borrow a lot of books every time I go and I worry, oh my goodness, are the librarians going to get upset, especially when my kids come and they're borrowing stacks and stacks of books, but they seem to love it. You know, I guess people who work in libraries are just drawn to people who read and they love it. And my love of libraries, again, it's just such a comfort to me when things are rough, you know, I take my kids to the library or I just take myself to the library. It's a place of comfort to me. And I still can't believe that they let me borrow as many books as I want. <laughs> it feels magical. Don't tell the government, okay, that it's too good to be true. But here's what happened. So when I had my kid, you can guess what I'm about to say. I stopped reading just in an instant. I don't know what happened. I didn't plan for it to happen this way. I just boom, just like this. She was born and my reading stopped almost that day. If I was driving a car, it would be like going from 60 miles an hour to zero and just slamming on the brakes. And there was another thing I stopped doing also, and that is artwork. If you know me, and actually if you've ever watched anything I've ever done, I even have a whole art room. So when I coach people or I do interviews, I always do it from my craft room. I'm actually talking to you right now from my craft room. Art is a part of my soul. I do so much art, I can't even tell you. I sew, I quilt. I've just started art journaling. Oh, that's so much fun. But anyways, I love doing all of this. And I stopped. I stopped reading. I stopped doing art. Everything stopped when I had kids because I had no time. I mean, I'm barely hanging in there, right? So forget about doing anything else and forget about doing anything for myself. That's what I was telling you when we first started this episode, that it's really about self-nurture because I just stopped doing anything meaningful for myself. It's so sad when I talk about it, 
but I want to talk about it because you may be in that exact same place that I was a few years ago. You may have stopped doing things that bring you so much joy. I just described how much joy books gave me my whole entire life, yet I stopped. Just like that, in one instant, I stopped, and I don't want that for you. So this episode pretends to be about reading and books, but it's really about self-care because this is what it comes down to. If there's something you love, whatever it is, whether it's reading, whether it's art, I don't know what you love, and you've stopped doing it, think about it. There's got to be a way for you to incorporate it into your life. I know there is. You can be creative. If you love to read, I'm going to share with you soon ways that you could sneak reading into your life. But you could do this with anything. I guess I should say almost anything because you never know. But all those things that defined you and gave you joy before you had kids, find a way, my friend, to go back to them because it will bring you so much joy in your life. And we've talked about that joy is not optional. When you live your life with joy, it's so much easier to do everything that you have to do. It's so much easier to be a mom. It's easier to clean. It's just easier to get anything done when you're in joy. So let me tell you how I got back into reading. What happened? How did I just stop and then I started again? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. It was Goodreads. Have you heard of Goodreads? I found it about five years ago, and my whole life shifted. And now this episode isn't a commercial for Goodreads, but I'm just telling you my story on how I got back into reading. And for me, it was because I found Goodreads. And Goodreads is like social media for book lovers. You can make connections with friends, and you can see what they're reading. You record all the books you've read. And can I just tell you how much I love this? Because right after I finish a book, I forget I've read it, okay? I don't know if you're the same way as me, but I forget that it was ever read by me. So this way, I have a record of everything I've read. I record when I've read it. So then you can give it a rating so I can remember if I've actually liked it or not. And then you can see the same thing about your friends. You can see what they're reading, how they've rated books. So it's an awesome way to find what new books that you want to read, you know, because you can find your reading twin, the person who loves the same books that you do, and then you know exactly what to read based on what they've read, and better yet, what to avoid based on what they didn't like. But all this was wonderful, but the part of Goodreads that got me really reading again was they have a yearly goal. (laughs) So you could actually type how many books you want to read for the year. And to me, that just made a whole game out of it. And at that point, it was about five years ago, I had no idea how few books I was reading for me. Now, as I tell you my story, I don't want you to feel funny. I don't want you to feel that I read so many more books than you or that I read so few books compared to what you read. That is not what this is about, okay? This isn't about exactly how many books you read a year and comparing ourselves. It's about finding the joy in reading, finding the joy in whatever we loved before we had kids. That's what this is about. So promise me, we're not going to get into comparison. All right, so now that I know that we're not going to compare, 
In 2015, I set a goal to read 50 books. And this was so much fun. Can I just tell you? It was like a game. I loved it. Throughout the year, I figured, oh my gosh, I have to keep reading. The end of the year is coming close. And Goodreads will tell you. It'll tell you if you're slacking. It'll tell you, you have to read one book a week to make your goal or whatever they tell you. And to me, it was like this great game. And you know what was even more fun? I got my kids in on the game. They wanted me to meet my goal also. And of course, they would laugh at me because 50 books feels like nothing, right? So they would think, Mommy, why can't you read even 50 books a year? <laughs> and they still feel that way, okay? They still think it's a very puny amount. But you know what? Who cares? Like I said, we're not comparing. So throughout the year, let's say they want me to do something with them and I'm reading. I tell them, guys, I got to make my goal. And sometimes they would even just say, oh, yeah, yeah, mommy, go sit and read so you can make your goal. They are sweet like sugar, can I just say? But it was so good for me. It really got me reading. It got the whole family in on it. And it was just an accident that I found Goodreads. I didn't know this was going to shift my whole life. But like I said, this is not an ad for Goodreads. This is just my story. This is how I got back into reading. And I learned a lesson from this because when I set this goal and I started reading like crazy, it really showed me why did I stop doing things that I love? That was so wrong. If I love something, don't let it go. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, whether you read or you don't read. I want to remind you that when you love something, keep it to your heart, keep it close to you and do not let it go. Okay, so now I know you're curious. Given how busy my life is, you're wondering how I squeeze reading time in. And I have a few tricks I want to share with you. And if you love to read, I hope these tricks inspire you to squeeze in more reading time. Because the more the better, right? <laughs> the more we could read, the better it is. So the first way I squeeze in time to read is I always have three formats going. Remember I asked the group what their favorite was? Well, my favorite is a real book. <laughs> I shouldn't say real book. I meant to say a paper book. See how my mind works? To me, that's a real book. But anyway, regardless, I always have three formats going. So I have my Kindle, and I actually use my Kindle the least of any of these methods, but whatever. I still have it, and it's great before bed especially if my husband has already gone to bed because it's lit up so I can still read. So that's one way. But I really like a regular old paper book. So I get them from the library and I usually have one going at all times, hopefully just one and not more than one. But I like to have one going for when I'm in the house. And that's actually really good. And it's important to me because I want my kids to see me reading. I have a Kindle Paperweight, so it's just reading. It's not a fire or a tablet or anything, but I still think it's really important that the kids see me reading a real book so they understand that I do it and they learn to do it too. But then I also have the third format going, which is audio. And that's my real secret to how I get so much read because I have to confess, I do audio usually at one and a half speed. 
So my friend, I am speeding through these books. And back in the days when we used to actually go to work, I used to listen to a book on my way to work. That was my routine. And my commute is close to an hour. So I would get a lot of books read that way. And I actually learn better when I listen. So to me, it's a really good way of reading a book, doing it from audio. And then on my way home from work, by the way, in case you're curious, I treat myself to music or a podcast because I'm usually too tired to focus on a book on my way home. So I don't force myself. But on my way to work, I used to read all the time. Now I listen to audio when I'm cooking, when I'm doing laundry, when I go on my walks. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I have these three formats going at all times. And that's something you also can do to make sure you get as many books as you can read. Now, I talked about audiobooks, and let me tell you where I get them from, because I have my two favorite sources. So my favorite source used to be Scribed. I know you're shocked that I'm not saying Audible, but Audible is really expensive and Scribed is much cheaper. I think I was paying about $9 a month. Now, the drawback with Scribed is I'm going to give you the dirt, okay? They say it's unlimited books, but it is limited. I found out the hard way. I found that after listening to maybe five or six books in a month, they would cut me off. They would let me listen to books, but not the good stuff. I think it was more inexpensive books or whatever, but I do recommend Scribed because they are much cheaper than Audible. The other source that I recommend is new to me now, and I don't know if you have it also, but my library subscribes to a site called Hoopla. And Hoopla has all these nice audiobooks, and unlike Overdrive or Libby, which is the usual way to borrow library books, you don't have to wait. So I'm not a huge fan of borrowing from the library because I just hate waiting And then, you know, if you're not done in three weeks, they just take it away. Oh, it's so hard when you're in the middle and they just take it away. But that's another option to just get them or borrow them from the library. But I've really been enjoying Hoopla. So definitely check to see if your library has it because it's so awesome not having that wait. You know, you just find a book you like and you listen to it right away. Love it. So my next tip for you to get more reading in is to make a game out of it. And I already told you how I did this by using Goodreads. I have to tell you, my friend, setting that 50 book goal, it was so much fun. Like I said, it just made a game out of it. And you could do that too. This isn't an ad for Goodreads. You can do this however you want. You could set a goal to read a certain number of pages a day. You can have a contest with your kids who could read more books. You could enjoy, let's say you want to read a whole series, like the Harry Potter series. You could maybe make a game to read all books by a certain author. However you want to play the game, it is up to you. I suggest getting your kids up in the game if you want, because for me, that's what made the Goodreads challenge so much fun. As they're saying, mommy, you got to read faster. (laughs) It was great. And they still do this. I've been doing this for five years and they still do this. It's the most awesome thing. Now, another way that could really get you to read, and I love this. Oh, I love this suggestion for you. And that is to join a book club. This is a twofer, right? 
two for one. It'll get you reading more books, but it'll also get you interacting with people and having more fun. This is the best. This is the absolute best. If you can find a book club, I mean, do one online, whatever you want to do. A book club is just so yummy. So yummy. I was part of a book club and one time we got to even speak with the author. It was so much fun. She did a Zoom and she interacted with us. Can you believe it? I love it. I just love a book club and I cannot recommend it highly enough because it's so healthy for you. And we're talking about the underlying theme here, which is to nurture yourself. So if you're part of a book club and you're reading and you're making friends, that's the ultimate. I really feel like that is so healthy for you. Now, another way to get more books read is to read alongside your children. So I love to snuggle in the living room and they're reading and I'm reading. And you know what? If your kids don't like to read, don't stress yourself out. If they're on their device, you sit right next to them with your book and you snuggle and you read. That is the best for them to learn. That is the ultimate, right? Doing things by example. That's why I said if you have a physical book instead of an e-reader, even better. Let them see you doing it. You'll spend time with your kids. You'll relax a little. And you know what, my friend? You could use some relaxing time. I just want to be the one to tell you, you can use it. You deserve it. And my last way that I'm recommending to fit more reading time in is going to sound a little funny, but let me tell you, it really works. And that is to stop reading books that you don't like. And I learned this the hard way. I want to thank my friend Melissa right now, right here in this podcast, because she gave me permission to do this. If there was a book that I wasn't enjoying, it would just sit there and I would just stop reading. I didn't want to read it, but I didn't want to start something new while I'm already reading a book. And it would really pause my reading. But we went on a walk. Melissa is a really big reader. And we went on a walk one day and I asked her for permission. I said, Melissa, if you're reading a book and you're not loving it, do you just stop reading it? And she told me, in hindsight, it sounds so obvious. But she says, Rena, absolutely. Life is too short to waste on a bad book. Don't you agree? And after she told me this, I changed. I stopped reading the books that I didn't love, and I found it made me read more. I wasn't caught up to struggling through a book and forcing myself to finish. Yuck. (laughs) That is not a good energy. When you're forcing yourself to finish a book, that is not what reading is about. So thank you, Melissa, for giving me permission. And because of this, I've learned that when you don't force yourself to read a book, you just can read so many more books. You just move on and you enjoy your hobby. And again, you're nurturing yourself. What a great lesson, right? You're taking care of yourself. I absolutely love it. All right, so I can't end this episode without giving you some book recommendations. So let me tell you some of my favorite books that I've read in the past few years. And let's go by category. So let's start with nonfiction. One of my favorite nonfiction books that I've read, you guys know it, It's Atomic Habits. I love it. I love it. Atomic Habits, it's by James Clear, and I've mentioned this book so often. The funny thing is that I've only read it once. I think I have to reread it. 
But habits, my friend, you know, I feel are everything. If you have good habits, you can conquer the world. Okay, (laughs) maybe not the world, but at least your life. Okay. And James Clear has an approach that I totally agree with. And I never saw it mentioned anywhere until I read his book. Such a good book. You are going to love it. Love it, love it, love it. For historical fiction, I recommend a book called The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. Oh, (laughs) so, so good. It's about women spies during World War I. I don't have to say anything else. So good. Women spies. I really, really enjoyed that book. The next book I recommend is a fiction book. It's a bit more of a lighter read. It's called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. And it's just a funny book. You're going to love it. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's about a woman who's very rigid. She doesn't have such great social skills, and it's hysterical. She says what she thinks. There's no filter. There's no filter on her. And it's a great, fun, uplifting read. And the final book I want to recommend to you is on parenting. And again, this is a book I've talked about. The book is called How to Raise an Adult. It's by Julie Lithcott Hames. And I talked about her book on my episode, Why You Should Parent, like it's 1989. And she talks about overparenting. She talks about the importance of giving our kids chores. I'm still working on this. But her book changed my attitude. It changed the way I parent. I really, really highly recommend the book. It is a more technical read. So if you like books that are more like stories and more quick reads, this wouldn't be the one for you. But she has a great message. I really enjoyed it. I will put this list of books in the show notes so you don't have to worry about writing them down or anything. But this episode was so much fun. I love talking about things I love. And I hope you really understood my underlying message. Whether you like to read or you don't like to read, just do things you enjoy, my friend. It doesn't matter how busy you are. Find a way. Because reading these books not only bring me joy, but how much have I learned, right? We just talked about the parenting book. How much did I learn about parenting from reading this one book? How much did I learn about habits from reading that book about James Clare? How much fun did I get from reading the book about women spies in World War I? It was empowering. You know, women can do really big, important things. I just love reading. And I hope this episode has inspired you. And one last thing, if you read a good book, let me know. I'm going to want to read it too. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, come check out my one-on-one programs where we take the challenges you face every day and learn to deal with them. So you can be calmer, less stressed, and of course, have more balance in your life. Go to balancedworkingmoms.com slash services. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.